When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Had a historic week, but still managed to play whatever against two last place teams because, hey, that's just how it is for the 2023 Yankees. I'm Andrew Marins. That's Kunshaw. How are you doing? Meh. Yeah. Yep. It's just, it's hard to be excited about this Yankees team, even with like a, there was a perfect game, ignoring the fact that who threw it, like, it's just hard to get excited about this team. Like this, this offense is just so pathetic overall. They had like what that one good game during that perfect game where they actually scored some runs, and then I think the following day they actually scored double digits again mm-hmm. or something. They did. But besides that, they've just looked absolutely pathetic again. Yeah, like you can't be losing games two to one to the A's, and then the two losses to the Cardinals were just especially quiet like that opening game first of all that was just a weird series because they got rained out on friday then there was rain throughout the doubleheader on saturday with multiple rain delays like <laughs> started they were out for two hours started again then they were out for like another half hour or so and yeah, then they finally the- got to finish it up after and these are all both of those rain delays obviously came when they were already losing by double digits so it's just like oh my god what could this end yeah like as the 14 uh, or 27 notifications from The Athletic had told me, this game stopped, stopped and started a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was very just a very weird, bad game. Like, this is one where Luis Severino was... We, we've been talking about the offense a lot, but the Luis Severino just did not give the Yankees a chance to win that one at all. He no, behind 7-0 early, and it's like, okay. Yeah, no, that, that that's fair. So, Severino, for all the promise he had showed to kind of come back in his last two starts mm-hmm. just kind of fell flat once yeah. again. Nothing, nothing much going on there, but the Yankees did win the second game, which was a, a bullpen game. Very interesting that they managed to get the job done there. They tacked on some runs against the Cardinals worst relievers. So congrats. They scored six runs. I'm not going to turn my nose up at that just because of how rare that seems to be these days. But yeah, uh, yeah, that was like the one game of the Cardinal series where the offense actually showed up. I don't give them credit for scoring four runs in garbage time in a game yeah. where Josh Donaldson was already pitching, basically. So, Right, yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, and I don't know if you were watching the ninth inning of that one at all, like a real sicko like me, but the, nope. the Cardinals reliever just could not get the last out and kept walking people, and their manager looked like, how do I want to die at an 11 2 game or whatever it was? Jeez. <laughs> I forgot what I was doing, but, like, I didn't catch the beginning of the game. And then, like, before, like, right before I was able, like, got to a point where I was going to be able to turn it on. Oh, my wife and I were going to, like, look at new apartments. That's where 
where we were. Anyway, um, right before I got to a point where I was going to be able to turn it on, I checked the score, and I was like, yep, I don't need to turn this on at all. <laughs> that, was my, that was my Saturday afternoon game, and I was like, yeah, that, that's not happening. Yeah, because like, the first game was 2.15 Eastern time start, and then second one was like 7.15. But then it, and it sort of turned into a twilight doubleheader where there's only like half an hour between the games because of just how long that first one spilled over due to the rain and the back play. Hey, so, technically technically the time of the game is only listed as two hours, 51 minutes. Oh yeah, baby. They did it. <laughs> technically. <laughs> Incredible. But, you know, I, I will say, this, so they won the second game. Maybe the Cardinals were just tired and the Yankees outlasted them, but that was some good work by the bullpen to just basically not allow runs. Then they won that. But then in the finale, they were absolutely rolled by Jordan Montgomery. They didn't get a hit until the sixth inning. Uh, Eventually, they made it two to one, but then the Cardinals pulled away because the Yankees bullpen isn't going to be perfect all the time. Jimmy Cordero coughed up some runs, so so it goes. But hard to win games and you score only one run. So Yeah, exactly. Like even, Even Cole wasn't like, you know, perfect or whatever but he did I mean, a good enough job to win for sure six, two two runs in six innings allowed uh two runs allowed in six innings is not anything bad by any no. means so that's enough that's enough of a performance from your ace to be able to win that game but then you know the yankees offense is offensive yeah they got three hits total <laughs> so it's not what you want it is absolutely not what i want <laughs> and this is like theoretically anyway one of their like a lineups right now which is not really saying much but you know you had glaber in you had Giancarlo in you had bader in i guess we're counting ikf as a hitter now because he's i don't know has a pulse that's all he can really ask for yeah right <laughs> jake bowers isn't but like and he homered so i'll give him that but um, ikf is one of like the least offensive players in the lineup right now <laughs> yeah it's, it's that's weird, saying something it's a weird situation man but i will say so rizzo didn't play that was like the one of the notable omissions i guess like yeah, Billy but he played only both. Pitch hit if you're counting him but <laughs> yeah and like rizzo played both ends of the doubleheader so like yeah. I, I i get it yeah he he's good and we should say like but this isn't gonna be in the injury notes but he got plunked on the elbow during one of the games of the a series and he he would have sat out Friday, but then it rained anyway. So he came back Saturday, played both ends of the doubleheader. Seems fine. So uh, I guess that's good <laughs> because can't afford to have another dude out. No, but uh, yeah, there's more of the same from this team. They should have done better than three and three against the A's and Cardinals. I know. I think with the Cardinals series, you can you can even squint and say. This team's even though they've been terrible this year, they are not as bad as they their record is. So maybe you losing two out of three isn't the worst thing they make. You should have swept that A's series, but I think they still should have won that Cardinal series. So I they should have been a four and two trip at worst, and instead they're just like, eh, we'll be five hundred. Yeah, like a four and two, a four and two record for this week would have. It still wouldn't have been great, like from I think your or my perspective, but it would have at least been a lot more palatable. And I guess we are talking about a one game difference from what we would have considered palatable to what we got. It was a five hundred week three and three, but yeah, no, it wasn't palatable. I didn't yeah. improve. Yeah, if it wasn't just like the same sort of problems popping up with the offense, just taking a snooze, you know. And... Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you could deal with the three and three week, even a two and four week. Like you could deal with it as long as like you know they look like they're competing, and then just stuff happens. But like. The problem with the offense is just 
sometimes they'll break out for 11 runs in two days or 20 runs in two days, but then sometimes they'll struggle to score one run over the course of a week. Yeah. Like, and like they only get so many so much credit for those double digit runs because they're against the A's, and that's what they're supposed right. to do in the first game, or at least more than one run. So and that's the thing, yeah. That that first game they just looked absolutely pathetic, and so it's like, what are you, what are we doing here? Yeah. So that's that. Um, Domingo Herman through the perfect game. We have, I think, said our piece about this, or at least very much you on your in your piece the other day on the website. So. I don't know how much we really need to go into it. We have mixed emotions about it. It was cool. Very cool team accomplishments. And it was, there were elements of it that were nice to watch in the moment, but it was very easy, unfortunately, to sort of put that away and move on with like still saying that this is under an underwhelming week. Like, I suppose you could even say that, like, even if someone we actually liked personally on the staff through a perfect game, we'd probably have the same reaction to the end of week discussion anyway, considering how bad the rest of the games looked. Honestly, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like as much as like, you know, there's dislikement. Is that a word? That's not a word. I think just dislike. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with dislikement. As much as there is dislikement for uh, Domingo Herman, a hundred percent. Like even if it was like Cole or Nestor or whatever, like throwing that perfect game, like we probably would have been more excited and happy about that game in itself. But the week, the the, the feelings from the week and like the mood and the vibes would still be the same. I think. Yeah, because the story just for so many of these other games is just the same, and it's <laughs> getting very tiresome. And you know, it's the Yankees are just a very middling team, especially without Aaron Judge, and I. There's no real solution for that in sight. So we just have to, you know, grit our teeth, watch this team, and just pray that they don't turn into what, like, the Padres and Mets have been doing this year, or even the Cardinals, that they're just playing. Because they've been able to avoid outright catastrophe, so I suppose there is something to that, and we should not overlook that. But boy, when that's the bar, that is not as a low bar. (laughs) It is a low bar. Don't embarrass yourselves like the Mets. Okay, man, we will try. Never go full Mets. <laughs> no, no. But right now, Yankees sit 46 and 38 in third place in the AL East, a distant third place, we should say. They're nine and a half games behind Tampa. And Tampa's been like kind of middling in the past week and a half, too. But the Yankees just been continuing their own middling ways and haven't really gained much ground anyway. And. Right. and- I'm even like looking like between like third and fourth place, right? Like they're barely ahead of the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays are trying their best to like separate from the Yankees and like in the in the wrong direction. I I should add, like they're doing their very best to like trend downwards, and the Yankees are like, no, 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 we're gonna keep pace with you instead of going the opposite direction. Yeah, the Jays just did what the Yankees did uh, pretty recently. They got swept by the Red Sox, <laughs> and that was even at home. So that's even worse, but. The Jays have just been keeping the Yankees in it. So right now, like, it's it's just an ugly situation. The Yankees are technically tied for one of the last wildcard spots with Houston. It's pretty early in the season to be talking about wildcard, but it feels like this is just going to be, have to be something we're tracking throughout the season because it's hard to have a lot of confidence that the Yankees are going to make any sort of AL East comeback. Maybe uh, once Jubs comes back, whenever that is, they can make it a little bit of a run, but I just don't see that happening at all now. And they already have another good team in front of them in Baltimore who they'll be playing this week. So they'll have a chance to chip away at them for a second. But that's <laughs> all you can really say. I don't have any faith. <laughs> no, 
No. Like, and the thing is, like, I don't have any faith, but like, this Yankees team won like two out of three at Dodger Stadium. Like, they they can, you know, do this technically. Mm-hmm. And one of the wins was without Judge. So yes, <laughs> but I just have no faith. No, and it, like you, it's hard just not like fall into the like sort of cynical view and be like, yeah, maybe they'll get into a wild card spot, but they'll probably just get bounced. So like, because they just did. You know, we keep going back to the same refrain throughout this podcast, this first half. They did not make enough improvements in the offseason. I know they shelled out for Aaron Judge. They shelled out for Carlos Rodon, who's finally going to be make, probably going to be making his debut this week. So that's good. And we're very happy for that. Pitching was not the problem last year, really. Nope. So they just did not really add to the offense. And they've been trying out all these random dudes in the outfield. Some of them have worked, you know, credit for the, you know, occasional flashes of excellence from McKinney's or Bowers or Calhoun's. But for the most part, the veterans have just not been holding up at all. DJ LeMay, he was gone back to looking terrible after like a very brief mini looking hot streak. I don't even know what the, I would even call that a hot streak. It was just good, a good few games. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Giancarlo Stan looks like he's playing through the muck again. I'm worrying that we, he is entering the stage of his career where he will still have some hot streaks, but the cold streaks are just going to overshadow them and cast a pall in his overall numbers. And that's, that's a problem, obviously. So all the dudes around who are supposed to be doing the any sort of like heavy lifting with Judge out are just not doing the job. Nope, not at all. And like, I get that you know, they kind of put their eggs in the Oswaldo Cabrera basket and that just failed miserably. And, but like, yeah, I, again, they should have known better of all people. Yeah. And they were still, they were still paying Aaron Hicks at the beginning of the season too. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm expecting Aaron Hicks to like go off this week. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for him. He's been doing well. Uh, hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm happy for the dude. Yeah. I think the underlying metrics say that it'll, he'll probably slow down a little bit, but that's... It'll it probably happen really after this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll toss in Josh Donaldson on the, uh, you know, not really doing his job thing. Anthony Rizzo hasn't really been doing his job since that uh, May injury that sort of slowed him down. So... He, he kind of, like, had a few games there where it looked like he might be breaking out of it, and then it just was kind of went back to, like, eh. he still hasn't homered in a long, long time either, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's homered since um, before that Padres series where he got hurt at the end of May. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's been since May that he hasn't homered, so he's got yeah, a whole month. That is not what you want from your guy who has almost 300 in his career. Yeah. Yeah, May 20th. He he homered against Ian Gabo of the Reds. So That's not a real name. Yeah. Hey, the as still question mark NL Central leading Reds? Oh, say, oh, no, they're they looked, tied. Okay. They're tied, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, settled that. Anyway, uh, go to Red Reporter Chalk. <laughs> yeah, so just more of the same from this team. There's no, there's only so much we can say about this, so let's just move on, <laughs> right? Move on with our lives, yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. Hopefully, basically, we're just running into a series of podcasts where we're hoping the Yankees can like find some way to turn it around, and the answer is the same every week these veterans have to start doing with the back of their baseball cards says that they have done at least somewhat recently. And until they do Yankees are just going to be lucky to play 500. 
you know. Yeah, trust us. As much as you might be tired of us hearing us say the same thing, we're tired of saying the same thing. <laughs> we're tired of watching the same thing, baby. Well, that too. <laughs> that especially. Yeah. Yeah. I guess run through injuries real quick. We did get Ian Hamilton come back. He actually started that opener for the the win on Saturday. Slambio, we love the king. He's here. All hail. He's back. Yes. <laughs> and uh, as we said, Carlos Rodon looks like he will actually pitch on Friday, assuming nothing is weird from his third rehab start, which happened yesterday. Uh, he would face the Cubs. So maybe we'll finally get season Carlos in our lives. Woo. Yeah. Long last. I, I am looking forward, seriously, to seeing what he could do. And I, I know Absolutely. that like, the back thing is probably going to be something he'd be pitching with for the rest of his career. But if he managed it last year and still pitched that well, then I... I think there's reasonable uh, hope for him to at least look pretty good. Yeah, and I think I think it's something that he knows a, at least a, to a certain extent how to work through. So let's see what he can do. Yeah, and uh, Nestor is working his way back as well. He's not to the point where he's doing rehab games yet, but he's throwing from ma- he's throwing from a mound. Scheduled for some live batting practice about a week from today, so he is working his way there. So that's yeah. all you can really ask. Pretty much. Yeah, more than we could say for Aaron Judge, who's still just sort of in a weird stasis mode. But hey, he played like catch or something. Great, congrats. Happy, <laughs> happy for him. And it, and we're not even like mad at Judge. Like it's just a no, total weird not. freak injury that you just throw up your arm and be like, "Well, this sucks." <laughs> yeah, I'm not mad at Judge. I'm mad at stupid Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at everything else in the world, but I'm never mad at Aaron Judge. Yeah. And we should say he uh, and Cole are the two Yankees All-Stars. They have them. (laughs) Yeah, Judge was voted onto the team, which makes sense even with the time off because he still had 19 home runs in 49 games. I believe at the time of the voting, he was still like second or third among all AL outfielders and homers, which is truly ridiculous. So congrats to him. He'd be replaced on the roster anyway. So he might still show up in Seattle just because he's so central to the face of baseball and all that. But yeah, and he it's not like he hasn't been traveling with the team. So I think him going to Seattle, like just to kind of be there for the festivities, like it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Garrett Cole has a chance to start the game. There's a, you can make a good case for a few other guys too. From Valdez, Kevin Gosman, uh, maybe even Sonny Gray. There's another guy who's been doing really well who I'm totally blanking on. Okay, Otani? Yeah, I mean, Otani could definitely start the game because <laughs> for the pure fame aspect of that's, it. Um, that's who I would go with just because why not? Yeah. Oh, Evaldi. That's the really obvious guy I'm missing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot but, about him. Anyway, they could pick any of those guys to start the game. I'd be cool to see Cole start it, but we'll see. Uh, you know, that's about it. Let's uh, go into an ad break. We'll be back to wrap up the show. All right. So. Let's uh, go ahead, check in with the BRF leaderboard. Who is on top? Is it still Garrett Cole? It is still Garrett Cole. Shocker. The only competition he had is Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge hasn't played in a month. So, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be Garrett Cole's spot for a while. Following him so. is Aaron Judge. Anthony Volpe is inching his way to a, a little bit into Judge territory. You know, he's only a half a win behind Judge. So, much ever better week. Ever since he's had his chicken parm, apparently. The magical uh, chicken parm. The magical chicken parm. Following him is Anthony Rizzo, Clay Holmes, Michael King, Glaber Torres, Harrison Bader, Ian Hamilton, Wandy Peralta, Tommy Kinley, and Nick Ramirez. Does any team have this many relievers in their top 12? 
Maybe. It, that's hard One, to say. But... Two, three, four, five, six. Half, half of their top 12 is relievers. Yeah, shout out to Tommy Canley being in there like 12 games, too. <laughs> He's been terrific. <laughs> shout out to him and also like a testament to this team. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, way to go, guys. We are so proud of you. And again, Harrison Bader is like, what, eighth with not that many games either? I guess 37 exactly. at this point. So It's a decent amount, I guess. Almost as much as Judge, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. He More than Stan. Who is 12 games all away from Judge. <laughs> yeah. So, that's what's going on. Um, let's just move on to Yankee and Manfred of the Week. Who is your Yankee of the Week? Maybe the week is going to be Anthony Volpe. For this week, he's hitting 522, 542, slugging 652 for a WRC plus of 241. Um, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Uh, especially, you know, we talked a lot about his struggles and, like, you know, there was conversations about, like, not neither, not that either you or I were uh, advocating for him to be sent down, but we said it would have been justified if they did. They stuck through it. He got some chicken parm which had some love some of michael's secret stuff in it from space jam and he's been hitting the ball well he changed up his stance a little bit and you know things are looking good for him so kudos to anthony volpe yeah his numbers are starting to get back toward respectable for a rookie shortstop for sure and that's all i can ask for right now he's looking better making adjustments esteban's had some good articles about him so keep it going volpe because you are one of the few bright spots right now yeah he's 21 points over 200 uh, for his batting average, which, again, we don't really care that much about batting average, but it's just nice to see a two there instead of the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Yankee of the Week, Domingo Herman. Congrats on the perfect game, dude. But full stop. We're good. <laughs> can, can I edit it to give it to Kyle Higashioka instead for catch, catching it? <laughs> you know what? Sure. <laughs> I will hand out your Yankee of the Week burns. <laughs> totally, Kyle. You did it. <laughs> hey, he's now had a no-header in a perfect game. Yeah. These are your flowers. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's hit a little bit better. Actually, more than a little bit better than Jose Trevino in the past week, which is not saying a lot because it's still a 61 WRC plus for the week. But as, uh, you know, not to spoil your man for the week, but you can just take it away. Yeah, my man for the week is Jose Trevino. <laughs> Kyle Higashioka, you said, has a 61 WRC plus for the week. Trevino has a minus four. That is bad. Yeah. He's hitting point oh nine one one sixty seven one eighty two. It's it is rough. He's got he's got one hit. It was a double, and that's pretty much all he's done. Yeah. It's not in four games this week. <laughs> I looked this up the other day, but basically like over the past two months, like he wasn't gangbusters in April or anything like that. He was just middling their best, but tolerable over, <laughs> over the past two months, calendar months. So this is like from May 3rd onward 190, 238, 215, a 27 WRC plus and 85 plate appearances, two extra base hits. Yeah. Like I think there's, was it, there's automatic outs and then there's automatic outs. It's getting really bad out there. Was it you that like looked it up and like n- noticed that like 2013 Chris Stewart was actually a better hitter than Jose yeah. Trevino this year? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And 
you know, you can't discount what he brings to the game defensively and with the pitching staff, especially like how they're the only thing keeping them in it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. And I don't expect them to make a trade like midseason for catchers just because that's pretty rare anyway. It's hard for catchers yeah. to really like learn a new pitching staff in the middle of the season. And I just don't think the Yankees would move on that quickly. But I don't know. And you probably tolerate this a little bit more if like anybody else was like the rest of the team was doing anything. And it's just whatever Trevino, but like, and then it's like, okay, whatever. He's, he's an automatic out, but he's helping the pitching staff and you know, everything else is firing, firing in all cylinders. But when it's not, it's just, it's going to really stand out. Yeah. Like Martin Maldonado was like a punching bag for the Astros last year as like, they kept starting him, even though he was not a good hitter at all. And he still had a 70 WRC plus on the season. So like, if you can even get to like that point, then it's a little bit more palatable. But boy, it's bad. It is so bad. <laughs> it's not what you want. The bar is low for guys who are so good with the glove, like Trevino, but he's not meeting it right now. And I think you see exactly. that the Yankees are going to more of like a pure split, really, with him and Higgy. And I don't blame them. No, not at all. So sucks. at least with Higgy, you have a chance of a no hitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, and he's he's homeward more recently than Trevino, so you know what. <laughs> There you go. We did it. We did it. All right. Uh, Who, who's my your man, man for the week? My man for the week is DJ LeMayhew. It's just, it's just so hard to watch this guy. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I, I miss, like, even semi-competent DJ, but this ain't it. Like, No. <laughs> he's He's been getting some walks this week, but not helpful enough. Let's Let's not dwell on it. Let's move on. Wrap up the show. Yankees have three game, four games, excuse me, against the Orioles coming up. That'll be uh, big, if not only for determining what's going on with uh, how they match up for the rest of the season. And then they have three against the Cubs. They're all back at Yankee Stadium, so they can all enjoy Anthony Volpe's parents' chicken parm or whatever. I will. I will also be making my long-awaited return to Yankee Stadium next Sunday or this That's upcoming Sunday. I will forward. be. There for Hawaiian shirt day. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's funny how that's what motivated me to get back. Hey, I'm, you know I'm, what? They're cool. I've seen, uh, like, I have a lot of friends who have, like, the Orioles Hawaiian shirt. And it's it's pretty sick. Yeah. I, like, I'm going to see how long I make it to the game. Because, like, oh, this team's just not fun to watch. But we'll see. Yeah. Okay. So, that'll do it for Podium Park. Follow us on Twitter. Podium Park. At Pinstrip Alley. At Merns PSA. Um... Will you recommend Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, or is that TBD? That is TBD, because I will be going to see it later today. All right. So stay tuned next stay week. Stay tuned next week. This is, a, this is what we call a uh, like a, an advertisement to tune in. <laughs> a tease. That's the real word I was thinking of. Come, see, come listen to Kunja's three-second review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Thrilling. Let's go, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Woo! All right. Uh, so go Yankees, please be alive. Question mark. That's all I got. It's all we want. All right. Bye everyone. See you.